You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. Love is in the air. To me, February is when I start to get all the spring vibes, even though it can still be a little gray and sometimes a little snowy here in the good old Pacific Northwest. But things just kind of feel like they start to bloom for me around this time of year. Bloom in my heart, maybe. Just start to feel like a little bit more springy. And I always have such a refreshed feeling this time of year. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, I just love to talk about love. If you know me, you know I am so cheesy. I love all the romantic comedies, gushy, lovey stuff. It's my favorite and I love talking about it. But similar to last year around this time on the show, I wanted to focus on self-love rather than the traditional Valentine's Day love that everybody's talking about this time of year. And of course, I love my hubs. And of course, we're going to be celebrating on the 14th and every day the love that we have. But self-love is something that we just don't do enough as moms. I definitely don't do enough for myself and all of you listening. I'd love for you to feel inspired to focus a little bit more on loving yourself too. So for this episode, I want to talk about 10 things that I'm doing to love myself more in 2023. I'm going to go down the list and share a little bit of what I'm doing and why and hopefully spark some inspiration for you to practice a little bit more self-love this month and and beyond. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into the 10 things I'm doing to love myself more in 2023. Calling all Pacific Northwest mamas, specifically those of you who live in the greater Olympia area, we have something super exciting happening for you and I can't wait to share. I have teamed up with Sophie at What's Good Nutrition and Montana and Lisa with Velvet Skin Aesthetics to put together an amazing event, Embrace Your Confidence, Galentine's Night. This event is happening on February 12th from 4 to 7 p.m. And it is a casual networking event to get you out of the house and out into the community. So let's come together. Let's boost up each other's confidence with a night to remember. Bring a Galentine or make a new one. We'll be providing light refreshments and tons of fun. There will be raffle prizes, skincare consultations, skincare samples, mini business consultations, sustainable nutrition information, and so much more packed into such a fun night just for women so we can really lean into our confidence. You can RSVP at the link in the show notes and I hope to see you in real life on February 12th. 
If you're listening to this right now, chances are you like podcasts, and I've got something cooking that is going to be hot, hot, hot. Now, one of the biggest struggles I hear from other moms is there isn't enough time in the day. What if I told you I can help you find more time, become that present mom you want to be, and build your business to new heights without overwhelm and without burnout? I am spilling it all in my new free private podcast that you can listen to while you're on the go. No need to sit down in front of a computer, and this mini-series will still provide you with all of the goodness that you need to change how you manage your time. This mini-series covers what time management means to you and how to reframe how you look at time management, how to manage yourself and not just your time how to reinvent and simplify your time management tools and systems, and I'll be sharing my exact system for how I time block my months and weeks and days. And it's not only just about business. I'll be breaking down how I manage my household and keep up with chores and motherhood as well. And lastly, relying on your village and the power of delegation and outsourcing and community when you look at how you manage your time. I cannot wait to share this podcast with you. You can learn all about it in the show notes. The time is now, mamas. Let's do this. Okay, I am so excited to get into this. So the first one I want to talk about is waking up early. Now, I am naturally a morning person. I always have been. I'm just one of those people. I love the morning. It changed a little bit once I had kids, you know, because it was harder to get up once I was forced to get out of bed. But overall, the morning is when I feel the most creative. It is in when I'm in the best mood. I feel the most energized, like just total morning person over here. But now that I have a baby who only likes to sleep in four hour chunks every night, waking up earlier than the kids has been a little bit of a challenge for me to get used to again. I was doing this for so long with when I just had Nora, my daughter. And I mean, ever since she was like a little baby, I started waking up before her and it just made such a difference. And then during pregnancy, I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit because I was like so tired. So I would just kind of wake up to her. And then we had the baby and you know, the first couple months are just like a blur. Um, But I did start getting into a routine of waking up before both the kids again. Then he went through the four-month sleep regression, and we have kind of been struggling with sleep ever since then. But I do notice a major difference in my mental health when I wake up to the kids crying, screaming, and bouncing as an alarm clock. And so I've decided that, you know, no matter how tired I am, how rough the night before was, like I really want to do this for myself and wake up before the kids. And there's really something to say about taking charge of being in control of your day from the moment you open your eyes. And to me, an hour of peace in the morning seems to be a lot more beneficial than an extra hour of sleep. So When I wake up before the kids, I love to go downstairs and have my quiet coffee on my favorite brown couch. If you've heard me talk about this couch before, you know it's the one that I had to have and literally no one else sits on it but me. It is like 
my couch in my favorite room. I, I just love it so much. And I love to reflect and set my intentions for the day and journal and read. And heck, sometimes I'll even use that time to scroll on social media. But I do it all before the kids wake up and start demanding my attention. And it honestly makes me a better person. It makes me a better mom. And it sets me up better for the entire day. So that is the first thing that I try to do every day, except for the weekends. I like, or, you know, every once in a while I'm feeling extra tired. So, you know, I don't do it, but for the most part, that's what I like to do. And the next one is reading. So if you know me at all, you know, relaxing is not my strong suit. Yes, this is something that I'm working on. I feel like I'm always working on this, but I just, I don't know how to relax. And so things like reading can be quite a challenge for me, especially when my quote unquote downtime is so limited. And I always feel like there are thousands of other things I could or should be doing whenever I have downtime. But I think I have discovered the trick for myself. If I'm going to read, it has to be some kind of business or self-help book because it gives me the feeling of relaxing. Like I get all the benefits of sitting down and reading and relaxing that come along with it. But it also tricks my mind into thinking that we're actually doing something productive because we're reading about business or bettering ourselves or, you know, making growth in our business or personal lives, right? And so it's really tricking my brain and I'm learning and I'm relaxing and then I can finish up feeling rested and accomplished after taking this time. And so it's been something that I've really been enjoying and I've made it a goal to read at least 10 minutes every day. And that usually happens sometimes in that quiet hour in the morning to myself. But I notice such a huge difference in my temperament throughout the day when I actually make sure that I do this. Plus, I'm putting away some serious pages and I'm hoping to read about a book a month this year. And I think it's gonna keep me on track for that. Some of my favorite books that I've read in the last year, I read... um, How Are You Really? by Jenna Kutcher. And I loved that book so much. I just devoured it, I feel like. And that was only with reading 10 minutes a day. And I just loved every single minute of it. Um, I've also recently read the book Boss Up. It's by Lindsay Teague Moreno, I think is how you say her name. And that one is more of like an interactive book. So it has you like doing kind of activities throughout the book, which was also really fun for me because it was like a mixture of reading and journaling. Um, And speaking of journaling, I kind of like to add that into this tip as well with reading. I feel like they can kind of go hand in hand. I love writing. I love journaling. And that's something that I just kind of like naturally always do. Sometimes it's tricky because, you know, it can be hard to figure out how to get started or what to write about. And so um, having some kind of book that's going to guide you a little bit can be really, really helpful to get you into the habit of that as well. So that one is a big one for me. And it's a new one for me because like I said, as much as I enjoy reading, it's really hard for me to take that time and relax. And so that little trick of the brain is really awesome. Um, On deck for the books that I have, I have The Chillpreneur. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not sure of the author. Um, And I'm planning on reading that one next. And then actually, let's see if I have this right in front of me. I just got sent another book in the mail. 
um, part of the mastermind that I'm in, and it's there's no plan B for your A game. Be the best in the world at what you do, and that's by Bo Eason. So I will report back after I read both of those books and let you guys know what I think. But yeah, 10 minutes a day. It doesn't take much, and it can make you feel really, really, really awesome. So the next one is prioritizing movement. Now, pregnancy and postpartum were a doozy for my body, obviously. (laughs) Growing a whole human is not easy. (laughs) And so I've officially gotten the all clear from my physical therapist to get back into doing the things that I love without limitations, which is so exciting for me. I was really active my entire pregnancy, and I actually was able to run for the first few months off and on. I don't know if you remember me talking about it, but I was riddled with the most horrible all day morning sickness for months there. And so I would try to run like on the days that I was feeling better, but it definitely kind of knocked me off of my normal routine there at the beginning, but I didn't want to let it go. So I I kept holding on to running whenever I could. And then once I got bigger and was not in my normal running shape because of how sick I was, I took a break from running and I just stuck to my HIIT workouts and I would do like running sprints or like running in a station of a workout that I was doing, but I didn't do anything distance. And distance running is my thing. Like I've run several half marathons. I have been a distance runner for as long as I can remember. And it just is, it's my happy place. And so not doing that was pretty tricky, even though I was still, you know, moving and being active as active as I could, I really missed running. And then after the baby came, my body was as if I had never exercised in my whole life, which was really shocking because I was so active my entire pregnancy and was doing like weighted workouts my entire pregnancy. And it just, you know, it, it my body did not... <laughs> did not like what happened. It was my second C-section. It was a rough recovery. And to quote my physical therapist, it was basically like there was a hole in place of where my abs should have been, which yikes, that is terrifying. I remember her pushing on my stomach for the first time and she's like, it's like, there's a hole. It's like, there's nothing in there. My muscles were not waking up at all. And so that was kind of like, eye-opening for me of how hard it was going to be to really fully recover because I could not do much of anything. Like even walking was challenging. And so we worked really hard for about four months every week. And now I'm back to hitting the pavement and it is amazing. I have no limitations. So I'm just, you know, I'm listening to my body. I'm slowly working my way back up and running is such an outlet for me. And when I couldn't do it, I was really, really, truly suffering. And as much as I love it, it can be really easy now that I have the green light to do it to kind of push it to the back burner because the days can be so busy and everybody else needs things and the house needs to be clean and I have to work and the chores need to be done and we need the groceries and blah, 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 excuses, excuses. And so I'm really focusing on making sure that that doesn't happen, that it does not get pushed to the back burner. I have my double stroller. My kids love to cheer me on. Today, actually, I went running just with my baby and he was smiling and laughing the whole time when we were listening to music. And I'm just making sure that I'm making time every day to get out there and do what I love, rain or shine, scheduling it in my day so that there's no excuse for me not to do it. Because 
prioritizing that for myself, something that I love so much is not something that I am willing to compromise on. And so the next one is getting ready or dressed every day. And I know that this one is a little bit controversial, but bear with me because the effect that getting ready has had on my productivity and mental health is beyond incredible. I have really been making sure that I give myself about 20 minutes is really all I need to throw on a cute outfit, throw on a little makeup before I start my day. Sometimes it's even after my day started. Like sometimes I will wake up, do my quiet time, do the things with the kids, all the morning stuff. And then when they're down on their nap, then I'll get ready. It doesn't really matter necessarily exactly when you do it, just is whatever works for you. And it doesn't always work out that I am able to put myself together, but more often than not, I'm able to pull it off. So I've figured out a really quick and really easy routine and it it literally takes like less than 20 minutes to just make myself feel a little bit better. And I've been able to start wearing the way too many clothes from my closet again that I've missed so much being housebound for the last few years. And so it's fun to pull out all those clothes and get dressed even if I don't really have anywhere to go or anything to do. Now, I do have days where I just feel like I want to have a down day and I don't feel like getting ready. I don't feel like getting dressed and I'll just stay in my comfy clothes and don't get ready. But even just changing out of the clothes you slept in, which sounds so ridiculous, but I know you have been there too, where you just wake up in the clothes you slept on. Next thing you know, it's four o'clock and you never even changed your clothes. So even just making it a habit of changing out of those night clothes, washing your face, maybe put a little moisturizer on, pull your hair back. And that can make a really huge difference too. Just taking intentional, even two minutes to just kind of like spruce yourself up a little bit. It helps so much. The next one is socializing and building my community. So COVID was extremely isolating for me and of course, pretty much everybody, right? It was a very literally isolating time, but I have been having a pretty tough time reacclimating to the world now that COVID is not as big of a deal as it once was. And since I work from home, <clears throat> I really only leave the house to grocery shop, to do a preschool drop-off, maybe exercise outside. Like those are the only reasons why I've really needed to leave the house in the last few years, which is so sad to say out loud. And so this has made it really tricky for me to get used to getting out to do fun, non-essential stuff out in the world. But this year, I am dedicating myself to getting back out there. We talk all the time on the show about how lonely and isolating motherhood and entrepreneurship can be. And yes, I do have my amazing digital community, but I also really, really, really need some face-to-face in-person connection as well. And so far, I've had a few coffee dates with old friends. I've met some new friends for walks around the park, and I'm just really focusing on collaborating with women in my physical community as well as the digital space, but this this one I'm really talking about physically, like where I live, and really connecting, collaborating, collaborating with them to network, plan events, build relationships, and just, you know, really build that sense of community in real life. I honestly have never realized how introverted I really am until we all got put into this isolation. If you 
you know, if you've interacted with me, you probably think that I'm a bit of an extrovert because, you know, I have a podcast. I love talking to people. I love speaking at events. You know, I can seem really outgoing, but deep down, I'm truly pretty introverted and shy and social anxiety and all of those things. And so I think that the isolation of the pandemic just really made that even more clear for me. Um, And it also made me realize that I really do need community, even if it is hard and to put myself out there and get out there and, you know, just kind of like step away from my introverted ways. I really do need that community. So as hard as it can be in the moment to get out there, I always, always, always feel better after some good old fashioned girl time. And so that is a big tip that I'm focusing on this year. The next one is taking a day off from motherhood and from business. Now, this one is pretty new for me because you know that whole not good at relaxing thing? Yeah, that really feeds into this. I always, always, always feel guilty if I take time off from work or even more so if I take time away from the kids. I don't like asking for help. I don't like taking a break and I don't like feeling like I can't do it all. But I'm fully aware that I do need help, I do need a break, and honestly, I can't do it all by myself. And so taking a day off from business is one thing. You you know, just don't schedule anything and try to stay out of your email for the day. But taking a day off from mom life is so much more complicated. So however you can find a way to do this, it is so important. And with the help of my husband and strong suggestions from him, I've actually been able to find time to get away for about one day per month, which has been really, really awesome. And you want it to be something other than grocery shopping alone, although I love this and it really does feel like a mini vacation sometimes. I'm one of those strange people who enjoys grocery shopping and if I get to do it without the kids by myself, throw those earbuds in, listen to a podcast, like it feels like a mini vacation, but we're talking like a real break here. We're not talking a break to go do some other chores, right? So I've been wine tasting with the girls. I have tried a day locked in my room alone with a do not disturb sign to everyone else in the house. Like mom is unavailable. I'm just watching Netflix in bed all day, or even just getting away for a few hours for lunch with a friend, whatever you've got to do to get away from it all and just be you not mom you, not boss lady you, just regular you is going to feel so good and be such a good way to show yourself some love this year. Speaking about mental health and, you know, really taking care of yourself, we are moving on to the next tip, which is talking about your mental health. And as you've heard, I've mentioned mental health several times already in this episode, and this is a really big piece of self-love for me right now. I have some pretty intense postpartum anxiety and a little bit of postpartum depression, and this has been a really, really challenging season of my life. Transitioning to two kids, getting back into the world post-COVID, figuring out my identity, dealing with my postpartum body after a second kid and a second C-section. It's all just taking a little bit longer to go back to normal. I turned 35, which was kind of a, that was kind of a doozy for me. And just some other personal issues I'm dealing with at home. It's just been a lot. And my mental health has definitely been less than wonderful. But the more I talk about it, the better I really, really do feel. And 
there was a short time after the baby was born that I was isolating myself from everyone, from my friends, from my family, from my husband, my daughter. I was just going down an anxiety and depression spiral and no one even knew that I was feeling this way because I wasn't talking about it. And I realized that if I didn't tell anyone I was struggling, no one was going to be able to help me with what I was struggling with. So as hard as it was, I finally spoke up. I let people know I was in a really hard place and I wanted to feel better. And I found a new therapist who specializes in postpartum mood disorders and specifically anxiety, which I have suffered from my entire life. I know I talk about it a lot on here, but anxiety is a big, big thing for me. And I just started talking about my mental health in general more whenever I could. And that step alone was like taking a breath of fresh air and it's helped me so much. And then that horrible news came out recently about Twitch, the DJ from The Ellen Show, and it just shook me. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, a little trigger warning here, but he did commit suicide, which was just so... It was so shocking. I mean, everybody was shocked. He seemed like such an incredible human. I have loved him ever since he was on So You Think You Can Dance. He always seemed so happy, and the people around him didn't seem to even know how sad he really was. And it it literally shocked the world, and it was a perfect example of why we need to normalize talking about our mental health more. Because if somebody who looks and seems so happy from the outside can can feel that sad that that's their only option, that's really scary. And you never really know what somebody is struggling with. And I fortunately have never felt that deep of a sadness myself. And I can't even imagine what that would be like to feel that way and not feel like you were able to talk about it. And so I really want to keep the mental health conversation going on this show too. And it just, it's not talked about enough and there's still such, such a stigma around it. And I hate that so much. Even now, as I'm recording this, I feel so nervous to be sharing like the mental health struggles that I've had in the past year, but I know that it's an important thing to do and I know it's the right thing to do because I know that I'm not alone. And if you're suffering with any mental health struggles at all, please know that you're also not alone, that I'm here for you. There is support, there is help for you and you've got this. Just hang on, hang in there and talk about it. It's okay to talk about it. So that's a big one that I wanted to share because that is a huge focus for me this year and how I am taking care of myself and showing myself some love. Since we're on the topic of talking about things, we're going to move on to the next one, which is sharing both your wins and your fails. And so I am really focusing on sharing all the great things that are happening in my life, as well as the things that I've missed the mark on. And this is all kind of stemmed from the highlight reel that is social media, right? We see so much amazingness from everyone around us, and that's great. Everybody is talking about all the wonderful things they're doing, all their success, all the you know perfect, fun, happy things in their life. And I totally think you should talk about the great things you're doing. And I totally think you should talk about and share your accomplishments. But we don't see a lot of people sharing when they don't get the job or they lost an opportunity or they downright didn't make the right choices. And it's hard to admit fault, but talking about it can also feel really good. Maybe even as good as sharing the good news because you know that you're inspiring someone else who has also failed at something. And then there's the grace portion. 
And we can't and won't be perfect all the time. And talking about the good and the bad helps us feel more human. It reminds us that we aren't perfect, that we aren't just this highlight reel that we, you know, post to the public, that we really are humans who have wins and fails. And it reminds us that it's okay to win and lose. So these last two are probably, you know, a little bit out of the comfort zone for many of us, but I think that it's so important just to speak up and talk about these things. And so you will be seeing a lot of that coming from me. Next one is setting boundaries. So where are my boundaries girlies at? Because setting boundaries is definitely one of the most challenging things to do as a people-pleasing millennial like myself. (laughs) But Seriously, the results that come from sticking to a boundary is absolutely incredible. I heard a quote before, and I'm totally going to slaughter it here, but it was along the lines of the only people who will be upset by the boundaries you set are the ones who needed them set or something along those lines who they, they're the ones who needed, you needed to set the boundary for something like that. You get the gist. And the boundaries I'm setting for myself range from tiny little boundaries to massive boundaries. And each time I stick to one, it feels so good. And I get a little more confidence and reassurance that it's okay for me to hold strong to what really is important to me. Even as small as that quote, no is a full sentence. I, that is such a good boundary to even start with. I feel compelled personally to over explain every no I have ever said to anyone in my entire life. And just why is it like that? I, I just don't understand that. Holding a boundary, it takes a bit of practice, but the more you do it, the more liberating it becomes. And it's such a good way to care for yourself. And honestly, even for our kids, for them to see us, you know, choosing what is important to us and sticking firm to those boundaries, I just think you can't go wrong when you start setting boundaries. It just takes a little bit of practice. And the last one is putting the phone away. Now, I love my phone. In fact, I think I might actually be a little addicted to my phone. (laughs) And that is exactly why putting it away is showing myself love. The more toxic of a mood that I tend to be in, the more I find myself doom scrolling. The more stressed out I am, the easier it is for me to just pick up the phone and disassociate from life and fall into the highlight reel of everybody else's lives around me. And being on our phones all the time is making us miss out on our real lives. And the worst part is we know that's happening and many of us still can't control it. So put the phone away, put it in another room, lock the dang door if you have to, and just be here in your real life. It doesn't have to be all day because that would be very challenging. And many of us use our phones for work. Like there actually is some necessity that comes from the phones, but at least an hour or two every single day is a great way to just give yourself a break from that distraction to be present in your real life because we deserve to be present and to not spend our days comparing ourselves to everyone on the dang internet. So trust me, I know it's hard, but that's why this one is so important. Now, I'm fully aware that none of these things are going to feel easy, but every single one on this list is going to help you love and appreciate yourself more. Let's make it a goal this month and beyond to really take that intentional time to love ourselves because we deserve it. And I will be right along with you doing all of these things. I have been doing them for a little while now, and it just feels so good. And this month, I really want to just focus even more on each one of these things and really show myself the most amount of love that I possibly can. So 
happy month of love mamas. P.S. Go buy yourself some flowers while you're at it. And until next time, you've got this mamas. Stay bossy. I love this podcast so much, and I am so excited that we are on season five of the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Some of you have been with me since the beginning. Some of you might be new listeners, but either way, I am so thankful for this space and this community and for you following along on my journey. Also, I'm so thankful that you inspire me every single day just by being here. I love connecting with and supporting other moms who are growing their businesses while raising their babies and I couldn't do any of this without you. If you like this podcast, please, please, please leave me a quick review over on Apple Podcasts. I know you're a busy mom. I know you've got a lot to do. It won't take much. Just a quick emoji or a couple sentences is all we need to help get more eyes on this podcast, to connect with and inspire even more women, to grow our community together. I would be so thankful. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that quick review, and let's keep this show growing. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.